raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. But as we look here ahead in 2023, we also like to, on Fridays now, take a look back at what's been going on in years in the past around this date. And so we can just go to June 16th, 2018. What happened five years ago? Isn't it crazy? 2018? Yes. It was five years ago. That was nuts. Um, You look at Kawhi Leonard, something that I was talking about five years ago and bringing to the radio airwaves. Kawhi Leonard reportedly wanted out of San Antonio around this time five years ago. I remember that. We were all asking how surprised we were to see this come true. Eventually, he would get traded to the Toronto Raptors in exchange for DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl. Uh, Danny Green also came over to Toronto, which was no just stupid throw in. That was a legitimate rotation player on the way for Toronto to win a championship. What do you remember from that whole Kawhi saga? And it was honestly one of the more influential trades, impactful trades that we've seen, certainly in the last five, even last 10 years. Yeah, I remember it was just so interesting to see where he was going to uh, end up. There was so much made of his time there in San Antonio and what a big piece he was going to be. And I remember Toronto being a a big surprise to me. I did not think he was going to end up there. I thought he was going to end up with one of the larger market teams, uh, somewhere like that. And so when he went to Toronto, I didn't make much of it. I definitely didn't see an NBA championship coming. Yeah, Toronto had the pieces to where they were able to do it. And trading DeMar DeRozan and Jakob Pertl for Kawhi Leonard for Danny Green, and I think you only got rid of like one protected first-round pick. I will say, even at the time, I thought, man, that's that's low. But Kawhi did not want to stay in San Antonio because, remember, it was like his uncle, his camp, They did not agree with what the medical staff was saying, a part of the Spurs organization. He would miss so much time. And now we still see a guy that's really injured, but clearly one of the best and most impactful basketball players when he is on the court. And he brought a championship to a market like the Raptors. He did. it's, It's crazy. It's one of the more fun championships I can remember. I don't know if they beat Golden State if Kevin Durant is fully healthy. I'd probably go with the Warriors in that scenario. But Kawhi was still balling. And that run was crazy. Remember, we also had the shot hit against Philadelphia in game seven that bounced around. I don't even know if a director would allow that to be in a sports movie because it's probably a little too cheesy, (laughs) but it happened. It happened in reality. So pretty crazy to see that run for Toronto and Kawhi Leonard. We also had this conversation surrounding the Carolina Panthers as we were getting ready for training camp in June of 2018. We were asking about the number one battles and one specifically I had DJ Moore coming in against Devin Funches, who was going to be the number one wide receiver. We talked about Devin Funches a little bit in Flashback Friday a month ago, Mm -hmm. but Devin Funches, he'd sign a one-year deal with the Colts. He got hurt and never played again. It was such a fast ending. And then recently tried to make the NBA. Yeah. I I hate to see it. I always thought he was a fine enough. So, yeah, I was thinking with Devin Funches and what you're talking about with him and DJ Moore, it's always interesting to see the the ending of a career for somebody that I thought was at least a, a good enough second wide receiver, right. but never was able to pan out anywhere else. No, he was not. And so you thought that uh, his Panther career at one point, especially that 2017 season, you thought he was on his way to becoming, like you said, uh, a very solid number two wide receiver, but it was not to be. It wasn't to be. By the way, 2018, just so everybody knows, he was 
uh, DJ Moore was coming in as a rookie that season. So he was drafted 55 receptions, 800 yards, only two touchdowns. But we all obviously know he would become the number one receiver immediately after that. Another thing we were talking about with the U.S. Open going on, a little prevalent here too, Brooks Kepka winning major tournaments. I asked the question if he would be among the young stars worth giving a ton of merit to, like a Rory McIlroy, like a Jordan Spieth, and other top stars. And we've seen guys kind of rotate and do the musical chairs thing, Mm -hmm. getting most of the attention as some of the young best golfers. Brooks Kepka, long hiatus for him, not winning many major championships. But then he just won the most recent, and now here he is in the U.S. Open. We'll see what can happen with Brooks Kepka going forward. But this is kind of a guy that... Unlike Roy McElroy, unlike Jordan Spieth, once those guys go away, we haven't seen him reach the tip top. We did see Brooks Kepka come back after a hiatus, reach the tip top. Yeah, he definitely did. Won the 2023 PGA Championship, and he's got nine victories under his belt. And the PGA just hasn't been able to find that de facto number one guy that's going to draw eyes to the sport on a consistent basis, just like Tiger Woods did when you talk about what he did for golf. A lot of people say in a lot of different fields that someone's the Michael Jordan of it, and Tiger Woods was definitely that, whether you talk about the clothing line, the video game, and all those things. And so they've been anointing different gods, especially once they win uh, a big championship. And so you talk about Kepka in 2017 when he won it, then won it in 2018, won a couple as well. And it looked like he was going to be, it looked like he was going to be maybe one of those guys that could bring those eyes back to golf. But uh, again, we'll see what he can do, but it has been some definite hiatuses between his wins. Um, Also the last one, we'll go to 2019 and just go four years ago, what we were talking about on this day four years ago. One of the topics I had was how long do you expect Panthers offensive coordinator North Turner to stick around? Who are some of the longer tenured OCs in the league? I wonder if North Turner is going to be one of those OCs that's often forgot about like, oh yeah, he did spend some time here. And people were a little worried on how he would deal with Cam Newton at the time. Yes, I remember that. I like North Turner. And I think that there were some good things he did with this Carolina Panthers team when he was the offensive coordinator. You look at what he was doing, just rushing the football. He was actually ranked fourth in 2019 when it came to rushing touchdowns. If you go to passing touchdowns, he was a little bit further down in that category, but there were a lot of attempts and the yardage, it was still further down. So like, I I do think in 2018, he was really good. 2019, it started to tail off a little bit. But how will you guys remember the Norv Turner era here in Carolina? Do you remember much about that transitioning oh, from yeah. Turner to Joe Brady to now here we are with a different one? Yeah, I remember, like I said, he was just such a, a long-tenured, decorated coordinator. And so you thought when he came in here that he was going to do what he always does, come in, run the football, play action pass uh, down the football field like he was so known for in his years with Dallas and different different types of teams, had a couple of head coaching stints, but I thought that he was certainly going to come here uh, and be able to make a a little bit of noise. And, I mean, he wasn't too bad when you look at the the points per game, but then that 2019, yeah, it it was not uh, what you wanted to see out of him. 2018 maybe showed a little bit of promise. They were middle of the pack. 12, though. Yeah, yeah, right. So So, it was a little different there. mm -hmm. So Um, maybe not able to have the personnel that he needed as well. um, 2018, they were a top 10 offense, though. So kind of weird. Top 10 offense, 2018 with Norv. Hopefully Thomas Brown and Frank Reich can get this team to be a top 10 offense. And maybe then we can start to take out some of those uh, bets on winning the NFC that I got called 
Panther Walker yesterday instead of Panther <laughs> Max. So we'll see what happens going forward. All right, that'll do it for Flashback Friday. Let's take a step on to the last hour of the show, continuing to talk about the Charlotte Hornets, the Carolina Panthers, more Hornets draft talk. It's all still to come. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.